tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Welcome to today's program. This is Dr. D. Yvonne Young. And I guess it sounds so cliche-ish, but I'm going to say it anyway. Man, have I got a show for you. This week has been one of the most beautiful weeks in my life, and I hope that it's uh, shaping up the same way for you. The times that we find ourselves in the midst of that which we've been seeking and only to have what we've been seeking find us. When that's the case, and it falls under the arena of things that have to do with affairs of the heart, not only can that be the best of times, but when that comes to a horrible and crashing end, it can likewise signal the worst of times. I've had a situation where um, it, it, it really amazed me how some of us can be so fortunate. We can work so hard and reach places and plateaus in our careers that go far beyond anything that we've ever conceived, dreamed, or imagined. I've seen this work all the way from one end of the spectrum to the other, from the guy that's uh, working a nine-to-five, the lady that has a blue-collar job working uh, tirelessly in a laundry or a factory, to people that work for the CIA and even uh, those of us that work uh, and as entrepreneurs in America. And for some reason, for a less of a reason, something happens that causes us to lose our damn minds. And yes, I said it, lose our damn minds. And that's what I want to talk to today is this unnecessary and needless visitation that we make to the altogether familiar part of our brain, the limbic system, which causes us to have the primal urges of fight or flight response. Now, does it get more complicated than that? Of course it does. Have you ever found yourself feeling angst, anger, frustration, disappointment, even embarrassment because what used to be a situation that caused you to smile, that caused you to feel like you were on top of the world, now is about the world crashing down on you. Well, I will be the first to say that none of us can escape the human condition. I remember uh, I am a big fan of enlightenment and reading uh, quality content, which unfortunately we live in a world where there's not enough of that out there. But there are times when we visit phrasing and terminologies that is so apropos that it rivets and shakes us to the core in such a haunting way that we cannot understand how something that once was scribed a pen now resonates with us to the core. Back uh, years ago, there was a gentleman named William Congreve that lived in the 17th century. Most of you are familiar with the second part of a statement that has been handed down through the corridors of time, especially when people find themselves at the end of someone else's sword. The sword I'm describing is one that is filled with bitterness, rage, jealousy, envy. And at the end of the day, I have to ask the question, what in the hell is wrong with us? You know, because sometimes this person that once we loved, once we shared a bed with, we may have birthed children in this world with. We look and find ourselves acting a damn fool for less of a reason. But I'm going to quote what uh, William wrote, and, and nothing is more appropriate. 
I'm going to phrase it in today's terminology, though that is not the way it was originally penned, but I'm going to phrase it in a way that you can wrap your head around it. Again, this is one of Dr. D's shows where I'm going to tell you, girlfriend, homeboy, go get that pen and paper, because I'm hopefully, at the, by the end of this program, will help you proof your stupidity and your emotions so that you don't show up uh, just displaying your worst qualities. Here's the statement. Heaven has no rage like love turned to hatred. I'm going to repeat the first part. Heaven. Now, when we refer to something as heaven, that can be paralleled with the human mind and its vastness. In other words, within the confines of that unlimited space between your ears, isn't it amazing how something that weighs a few meager pounds can end up weighing you down, right? But the statement, heaven, has no rage like love turned to hatred. Now, here's the part all of you know, nor hell of fury like a woman scorned. Well, let me say this to you. Women take a beating, and I am so sick of women taking this beating, um, needlessly so, because we always want to associate uh, the lesser part of our behavior, the parts of us that really have a lot of room to reflect something greater than what we are presenting, and that is when we feel displaced, when we feel angry, when we feel hurt, all of a sudden we allow emotional and mental hijacking to take place. What does that mean, Doc? Real simple. You are tripping. And, with, and often this tripping that we find ourselves doing is for less of a reason. So today this program is dedicated to you pulling your head out your butt and getting focused on the realities of life and moving forward. Now, here's where I want us to take this conversation today. First, what creates and causes anger? Isn't that something? What really makes a person angry? Why do we get angry? And, and moreover, why do we get angry over things that have already transpired, things that we know serve us no purpose things that if you don't check your anger, it could cost you everything from your freedom to your job. Let's, and let's go here. We constantly, we just had this tragedy happen out in California where this young man felt totally divested of uh, belonging, and he lost contact with reality. This poor kid was rejected. And now think about this. Some of us have this foolish belief that if I just climb the corporate ladder and I get up high enough, that will make me immune to such uh, lower functions of my mind. Others, we feel if I could just get the object of my desire, whatever that object is, be it a Bentley or Mercedes, um, credentials that separate you from the pack. You want to become a fireman. You want to become a law enforcement officer, a doctor, a nurse. You want to get a number on your back and, and play in the NFL or the NBA or become this entrepreneur or a corporate raider. Whatever it is that you thought you could get your little minuscule hands on, that would bring you transcendence. Well, I'm here to tell you, people, that never works. Like Rocky told Bullwinkle, Bullwinkle, that trick never works, and it doesn't. There is no thing or person that you can get your hands on that is going to bring you to a state of peace. All right? Second thing is, why do we get angry? Why do we get angry, especially at the people that we love and allegedly care about? Well, that is the source of today's discussion, and we are going to jump straight in it. My first question of any of you is, why do we become or make ourselves available to being emotionally hijacked? And especially when it comes to someone that we used to love, somebody that 
we took vows with, someone we had children with, someone we encumbered debt with, we shared broken circumstances, buried uncles, aunts, mothers, fathers, went through scares with help and all of this stuff. Why is it all of a sudden when we realize that that season is over, and listen, dear ones, ladies and gentlemen, when the season is over, it has much more to do with God and very little to do with this other person. And I'm going to repeat that to you. When the season is over, it has much more to do with divine intervention than causation. Here's our issue. We want correlation to infer causation. Now, Dr. Young, what do you mean by that, if you will allow me? Let's say I'm making an analogy about being in the NBA. Most men that play in the NBA are what? I know most of y'all said black. That ain't where I'm going. Most people that are in the NBA are tall is what I would hope you came to your mind. But if you said black, no problem. We can use that too. But it's not true. Look at the people that have played in the NBA. Spud Webb, Muggsy Bowe, Calvin Murphy, uh, Chris Paul. These guys aren't exceptional. Jason Kidd, these guys aren't giants. Hell, they're six feet tall. And Spud was in the five numbers. And Muggsy, damn sure, Muggsy looked like a hobbit. I'm not trying to make fun of you, Muggsy, but, you know, you are not exactly. Muggsy could have been out there with Galdorf with the Lord of the Rings finding Yoda. I mean, he was a little guy. But did that stop him from being in the NBA? No, it does not. So correlation does not infer causation. Now, here's where I'm going with that. Because your relationship ended. Does that give you cause to lose your damn mind? No, it doesn't. As a matter of fact, when people are broken, be it financially, emotionally, or even physically, their true colors come out. Those vows that you made at the beginning seldom have value at the end because the person that made them now has allowed the lesser part of their function to take over. Now, how does emotional hijacking take place? Let me give you guys a quick lesson in human pathology and human biology. Years ago, and I do mean going back to Fred Flintstone and Wilma people, back then we had a reason for this low part of our brain, and this is one theory, and I, I kind of can buy into it. We had mnemonic processes that would happen. We, we ate, we drank, we breathed, we, we broke wind. That, for you guys that don't know, what is break wind? That means farted, in case you don't get it. Uh, we did all of these things on autopilot, and as we evolved, as homo sapiens evolved, all of a sudden, there was a need to do higher functions. Those functions included procreation, eating, hearing a growl in the night when you didn't have fire, you grabbed your club or your spear, or you took off running. You know, So the limbic system is where those functions are housed. Now, keep going. If you and always know, you can listen to the archive in case you need to try to tell this to the crazy person or to yourself that's dealing with a fool. But here's how we work. The next thing that happened is after the limbic system evolved, this part of the brain called the amygdala kicks in. And when it kicks in, it associates an emotion with these responses. So uh, Wilma looks at Fred, Fred looks at Wilma. All of a sudden, there is an emotional connection to procreation, and that becomes Fred's boo, Wilma's man, right? Or when it's time to eat, they smell food seafood, they react and they strike and go after what they want. Now, as you well could imagine, that does not just apply to food. That applies to people and resources. And the other thing is the fight or flight. All of a sudden, when Fred and you looked at my Wilma, you looked at my Fred, I will take the club and assault you. Well, it wasn't really what they were thinking. It was more like I'm going to knock your behind out and take your woman. I want your man. And boundaries did not play in because the amygdala was not connecting to this new part that comes into play later, which is the 
frontal lobe, the neocortex. And within the neocortex, there was a relationship with this thing called the thymus and the hippocampus. And the hippocampus is where we associate long-term memory. And the thymus kind of says, you know what, let's regulate how we're going to react to what we remember. Let's regulate how we're going to react to the information that the neocortex, meaning right behind your eyes, the front part of your brain is taking in information, and you're making a decision. How do I react based on how this looks to me now? And the thymus and the hippocampus go, well, let's kind of see what happened the last time circumstances looked like this. The last time someone looked at you like that. Was it for passion or was it for pain? The last time you heard a pitch and a tone and a voice like that, was it rejection or were you being embraced? Last time these circumstances happened, did bullying help you to stand your ground or did you find yourself being almost ejected, excommunicated? So now... That's where we come to this new thing, emotional hijacking. (laughs) Don't think it can happen to you? Believe me. Yes, it can. I do not care how many degrees you have. You could have more degrees than a thermometer. I don't care how long you've lived. You could be as old. You could be so old you carry a rock for an ID card. And, no, I'm not talking about the kind you smoke, the kind that you throw at people. You could be so beautiful and so muscular that you walk into a room and turn heads, even of the same gender, you are so captivating. Let me tell you something. None of us are immune to tripping. Now, you can inoculate yourself. Hmm. And inoculation creates immunity, and that's what we're going to do today. Hopefully, by the end of this program, I will help you to get unstuck from being so damn stupid. Now, let's go straight into this, just a tidbit further. When you learn the real causes of anger, doesn't it only make sense that you can successfully overcome your anger? Awareness allows you to see this. So the first thing I told you guys, every time you listen to this program, get a pen and paper out, This is going to help you today, especially if your crazy ass has gone and done something where you have made a complete fool of yourself, and now you are finding yourself in a situation where you have to make a decision to move forward with your life and migrate away from the lesser parts of your being. Can that be done? Yes, of course it can. Now, the question is, Dr. D, how do I take myself out of this mode from wanting to choke this man or this woman. It gets really simple. You just stop, take a deep breath, ask yourself this simple question. Is what I'm doing today going to help or hurt me tomorrow? Now, I know that is challenging for some of you, but let's really stop and go there. If you are the victim Because first, I want to talk to the perpetrator because I know you're listening. And I know that you don't mean to act as if you're an imbecile. But trust me, you're in good company because I've done it too. I have said, and I know, America, it is so hard for you to believe. I know my friends in the U.K., my friends in Canada that are listening to this show, and especially those of you that knew me before I became Dr. Young. Okay, child, let me just tell the truth. I was crazy as a bee in a beer bottle. I had a temper. I, I wasn't, like, foolish with my temper, but I was able to quickly find phrasing and terminologies that would let you know that I did not esteem nor install you in a way that was virtuous. In other words, I would cuss your behind out and, less, and, and never use profanity. I knew how to give you a look that would cut your throat like you a razor. However, is that appropriate? Also, I am not a big man. I am six foot two, two 220 pounds, which doesn't make me a giant, but I'm not exactly a guy that you're going to walk up and push. Did that help anything either? Of course it did not. And that's what I want to tell you. Being emotionally hijacked benefits 
absolutely no one, especially if you are connecting your behavior with someone that you have children with, if you're connecting your behavior with those with whom you work, if you're connecting your behavior with people that have to rely on you when the pressure hits, and especially if you are a human being. You know why? Because whatever you do is going to come back and bite you dead in your narrow, flat, wide, bubble butt at the wrong time. So here's why we want to write some things down. First thing I want you to write down is, what is it that's making you mad? Are you mad because you feel someone at work is undermining you in that promotion you thought was surely yours you did not get? Are you mad because someone has taken what you thought to be trash and found treasure in it, be it your ex-husband, ex-wife, or a boyfriend, girlfriend? Are you mad because you have buyer's remorse because in the heat of the moment, your immature behind jumped up and bought something you could not afford. Now you can't get rid of it and you're stuck with a bill. Or you just couldn't wait till God opened the door and gave you what he had for you. You had to go and bless yourself. Now you are frustrated because God will not bless your mess. Hey, welcome to the party. We've all done it. I've done it. And if that's where you are right now, Here's step two. After writing down this mess that you've created, ask yourself, who is really to blame? Is the person that came to work on time, that shut their mouth at the right time and opened it at the right time, really to blame because they got a job that you thought you deserved? Be honest. Let's really be honest. You remember those? Days where you went to lunch a little bit too long and you opened your damn mouth a little bit too wide? Hmm, perhaps maybe that may have something to do with it. Or how about this one? If you actually believe that you have a creator and that there is a God, have you ever stopped to think that God has something better for you, but you are so short-sighted and immature that you think this is the epitome of your life. This is the only moment. It's not. It is not your only moment. That is not the only opportunity. And maybe what you cannot see is the job that you want to jump in so bad, God can see way down the line that they're going to close that department, so it's better for you to stay where you are than end up being out the door nine months from now. Have you ever thought about that? Now, I know this doesn't apply to too many people, but let's talk about ex-wives and ex-husbands or ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends, whatever you want, whatever label you want to use. You and this person have been separated, divorced, broken up. How many times have you come to the place where you're like, I don't love you, I hate you, I don't want you anymore. You've been laying in the bed butt naked and you didn't even have sex. You remember You remember the times when you looked at the phone and you did not smile. You were like, damn, it's him, it's her. Okay. The season was up in that relationship. God allowed you to finally grow up, put your big boy drawers on, your big girl panties on, and move forward with your life. Now you see that this person has met someone else, and all of a sudden, you feel threatened, what in the hell is wrong with you? Live your life. As long as you are in a relationship with someone that is dead emotionally to you and mentally, and the reason that you are bothered by the fact that someone else is present is the equivalent of you being a child at a daycare center. You were playing with the toy, and you didn't even want the toy anymore. You were through playing with it, but you see someone else pick it up and find pleasure in it. Now you want to get mad and come back and get the toy. That's exactly how you're acting, like a damn preschooler. Get over it. Let life go forward because as long as you are holding on to something that's dead, you are practicing necrophilia. Do you know what that is? That is being in love with a dead situation. And sure, you may feel a little jealous and a twinge, but really – 
all you're doing is allowing Satan to pimp you like a $3 hoe, okay? And yes, I said it, a $3 hoe, not even a $5 hoe, not a $10 hoe. You are getting pimped for less of a reason, not to mention blocking your own blessings. The other thing about anger is as we get angry, we are operating in a primal way. If you went to college, if you went to trade school, if you have that certification of that license, why are you going to put at risk 12 years, 10 years of your hard work, five years, even if it's just two years getting a license for a certification, why are you going to now put yourself in a position where you are subject to having your silly behind locked up fired, terminated, incarcerated because you have been hijacked in the moment because you cannot understand that life is evolutional. As a matter of fact, isn't it true that the one thing that is consistent in this universe is change? You cannot stop a train. The reality of life is by utilizing awareness, by operating in the moment, you can take what appears, and I'm going to underline that word, appears to be a curse and transform that into a blessing. Now, the second part of this show is going to be dealing with other people's stuff and people attacking you. But I'm, I'm going to take a few more liberties. May I? Thank you. Next liberty I want to take is... When you are upset, monitor the signs that you are acting a damn fool. Here are a few. Okay, write this down. When the room is quiet and everyone is looking at you like you came in from another planet, that may be the first indication you are tripping. In other words, you are not intimidating people. You're not scaring anyone because here's what's going to happen. A, da- a scared person becomes a very dangerous person. Did you know most people that are murderers are under 5'8 and weigh less than 150 pounds? And I'm talking about men, not women. Did you know that most family domestic violence patterns that involve adults, the person that ends up killing the person that has been the abuser, typically is a person that he has been victimized or even a child that is the natural child of that parent. So daddies, when you're beating on your son's mother, don't be surprised if he busts a cap in your silly ass because that can happen. Gentlemen, when you are beating on your wife and she stabs you or decides to turn the tables on you and you're sitting there, wearing an orange jumpsuit in front of a judge because you have done some criminal behavior, be it civil behavior or something physical, don't be surprised. You will reap what you sow. That's another sign that, yes, you are not in control of your faculties. And here's another one. When you cannot move your neck because physiologically it is so tensed up, because you have triggered your limbic system. Here we go with that again. There is this little small part of your brain called the pituitary gland. And that little bitty gland secretes a number of hormones and neurotransmitters, but a couple of them I will mention. Cortisol, right? Adrenaline, norepinephrine and epinephrine. And another one would be dopamine, serene. All of these things are not good for you, especially they're good for you when you do need to take off running. You know, you do need an accelerated heartbeat, and you do need to open your bronchial tubes, and you do need acid to digest what's in your stomach. But when you are just doing that because you don't like what's in front of you, you are developing ulcers, acid reflux disease, you're developing a uh, heart dysfunction, everything from tachycardia or and an enlarged heart and arterial stenosis and arterial sclerosis and the adrenal glands on your kidney. All of a sudden now you're going to have kidney dysfunction. Come on, really? Is not thinking clearly 
not being aware and not operating in the moment really worth you losing your damn mind? Well, I'm here to tell you no, it's not. So what I want us to do is take a moment. We're going to listen to some very, very, very good music. I have a uh, dear friend of mine, and we're going to come back. I'm going to give you a bunch of pointers on what to do when you're dealing with somebody that has lost their mind, and um, (laughs) some of us really need to get past that. But I want you to listen to something and just take a second. It's called Live Right Now. Stop living in the damn past because here's what happens. If you live in the past, you are not operating in the present. And when you are not in the present, you forsake your future. We'll be right back. You're listening to Conversation, irreplaceable day. What can I do about what's gone? It's like holding on to the fall. It's impossible. Undeniable nature, uncontrollable pain. Understandable emotion, unconditional faith. What can I do about what's lost? Paul, I can't live life in rewind. So I turn my eyes to the moon, oh man. And I'm gonna live, I'm gonna live now. I'm gonna live, I'm gonna live right now. I'm gonna live, I'm gonna live now. I'm gonna live. Watching Sunday Best. That's Alexis Fight, who is a guest on this program, and will be back in a couple of months to come and circle up with us and feature some new music. But getting back to this conversation about if you're dealing with an ex that's crazy or you are the person that's crazy, you're not living right now. Alexis said that perfectly. Live right now. What happens with us when we become emotionally hijacked? is we are not in the present. As a matter of fact, have you ever gone – I remember being a young man. I'm going to use me for an example. 
as a young man, I did something real stupid. One day I had bought like this really nice television and somebody really just got under my skin. And I do mean they pissed me off. Now, this is, this is back in the day when you could not just easily go buy a remote control for a TV. The universal remote thing was just starting to come on the scene. And if you bought a really quality TV, you had to go and get the remote that matched your TV. So I threw my damn remote at the wall and broke it. After I did it right then, I had to get my silly butt up go change the channel manually. Like I used to be the remote control for my dad, you know, before we could afford things like that. You know, back in the day, not every TV came with a remote, you know. So I was the remote, you know, go change the channel. So I'm telling you, don't put yourself in a position because you feel in some kind of way that you are going to allow your limbic system to hijack you. Once you get hijacked, the emotional mind is a dangerous thing. And what makes us feel that way? Well, let's talk about that. The natural reaction to feeling pain, to feeling unworthiness, to, and being honest, it's not the other person that's making you feel this pain. What's happening is, you screwed up somewhere in life, be it at the job, be it with a significant other, be it with the dog and he bit your butt, whatever the hell you did, at some point when the dog was a puppy, you remember that time he kicked you? That's why he just bit you, right? This woman or man that you at one time had a great relationship with to the point y'all are creating life and shit together. Ooh, beep, beep. Sorry, hope you didn't hear that word. Life and stuff together. Yes, I'm human. Uh, you know, why would you now all of a sudden be mentally or emotionally hijacked? Simple, because you're mad at yourself. You're not mad at them. The feelings of pain, emotional wounds that fester with us, they are all in our mind. And the natural reaction to being hurt and feeling pain is to become anger. Now, it's part of the instinctive animal, which you know at some levels, some of us are more animalistic than others. I'm not going to mention your name. You know who I'm talking about, you. Anyway, when we perceive the danger of being hurt, <laughs> the fight mechanism of anger helps to ensure our protection. The problem is what happens when you use this element inappropriately? What happens when you are so angry now you are going to go throw your weight around and you decide to grab your man? I saw this video. This is so funny. Uh, if you Google a uh, woman beats up man and you see this black lady, and uh, it's, it's really funny. This black lady has got on like this purple leotard, and she is a big woman, and this guy Looks like he's smoked away everything but his afro, or what's what if you want to call that a fro. And she's dragging him, whooping his butt, and her little girl walks up to her in the middle of this man getting a good ass whooping and says, Mama. And this woman just pauses and says, I can't deal with that right now, and goes back to whooping this man's ass. <laughs> really funny. But it's not funny when that is you on the other end of those licks, because I promise you. If you are a man or a woman, and believe this, ladies, you are just as wrong because many of you all go around beating up men, punching men, Solange, if you're listening, baby girl, we need to talk. But you get the point. You know, I even posted a picture that someone had photoshopped of Jay-Z, and I put him, like, in the color purple, like, you told Solange to beat me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really? Really? If you don't have a half billion dollars like Jay-Z and Beyonce, chances are you will be standing before a judge. Chances are you will. Be. And even if you beat it, okay, what about the person that decides, oh, all right, I am so mad, I'm going to ruin your life. And you go screwing with people's bank accounts, and you go screwing with people's reputations, and you screw around and create a situation where this person can't take care of their lives. Let me tell you something. There's this thing called federal law. Go ahead. When you get before the federal court, which is not going to be all that lenient, 
head. Understand that there are consequences when you decide to go outside of the boundaries of what you know is not the right thing to do. Now, here's a question. What are your beliefs? And are you allowing your beliefs to be sidetracked because you choose, and hear the word now, choose not to think rationally? Do you go around when angered, bullying people, thinking that it goes unnoticed? It doesn't. Let me tell you how you're hurting yourself. What if the very person that God was sending to you was observing your behavior and they were all sold on you, this man or this woman, but they're watching you act a complete and total ass? Do you think that just made your stock go up any higher? Or let's just say you decide to be like this poor young man in Southern California where you've got your BMW, you come from a good family, and in the just in the moment, your articulate butt decided that I'm going to go ahead and slip up. Is it really worth it when what you leave behind is a trail of broken feelings? I always use this term in my lectures and in my writing. You cannot unstrike a match. It is not physically nor humanly possible, even though you've seen it in the movies, to go back in time. At least at this point in in the existence of humanity, there is no possibility for time travel. You cannot go back and take back that lick you threw. You cannot take back those words you spoke, nor can you undo some of the foolishness that is deemed you in the heat of anger, you while you are out of control, you while you are throwing around your weight. The person that is going to suffer the greatest deal of emotional pain other than your children, of course, because if you have children and they are watching you, let me give you what you're creating, Einstein. You are positioning your children to use that as their roadmap for dealing with frustration. Do you really want to bail your son out of jail or not even be able to because now he's hit, possibly killed someone? Do you want your daughter not being able to be the mother to your grandchildren because she's watched you beat up on your husband Hmm? or your whatever? There are times where we have to put forth the effort to be aware that just because it feels good does not mean do it. Sure, I will be the first to tell you that there is in your mind a great deal of relief that comes from balling up your hand. I was re- I was looking at the boondocks, and I know I'm really taking it there, where I, there's a scene where Raleigh says, Granddad, it's an N-word at the door in a purple suit. And, you know, it is um, it, it is really funny. It's Cat Williams' voice, you know, if you could imagine and there's a woman that is less than, let's say, a woman of, of measure and respect that has seduced granddad with her female charms. And he's praying the pimp's prayer, please strengthen my pimp hand, O oh Lord, as I slapped her out of this, right? Let me tell you, that's a cartoon. When you get through slapping someone, there will be no laughter. There will be no applause you will not get over the consequences during a word from our sponsor. As a matter of fact, the sponsor will be your local law enforcement agency. You do not want to put yourself in situations, and there are more ways to hit people. It is not always with words. Often the things that you don't do can be even more consequential than that which you do do, such as withholding payments for your children, not speaking, acting an ass 
and ruining someone's holiday, ruining someone's graduation, ruining someone's birthday, and especially those of you that are so immature and ignorant, you go to a funeral acting out these grudges which if you look back, you are as much to blame as the other person. As a matter of fact, there is a statement that says if you are watching two people argue, you cannot tell which one of them is the fool. But if one shuts up, it will become readily evident who is crazy. Are you getting my drift? Now, I spent three quarters of this program talking to those of us, and I'm going to include me, Because I don't want you guys to think, you know what, Dr. D is full of crap. Look, I have been where you are. I know what it feels like to be so angry. When my mother died and all that embezzlement took place, I kid you guys not. In my mind, I was going to let years go by and reach out and touch somebody, and I do not mean in the way that AT&T suggests. My mind was set on doing some medieval stuff to some people. I mean, seriously. But God dealt with me, and what he showed me is you cannot walk with me and act like you're hanging out with the enemy. You cannot have the words of piety and benevolence flowing from your lips, and you act like a hedonistic beast. And, yes, a beast, because I do not want to disrespect an animal by um, talking about the level or lack thereof of consciousness that the human mind can quickly subscribe to. For those of you that have someone stepping all over your heart, to borrow Bobby Bland's words, baby, if you're going to walk on my love, at least take off your shoes. If somebody has some football cleats and baseball cleats running back and forth through your mind, your emotions, and your feelings, here is how you handle that. The first thing that you do is don't expect that snake to change leopards and zebras. What have I told you people? Leopards? Their spots and zebras, their stripes, seldom do they change until they have a serious epiphany. And if they have that epiphany, it won't be because you said, why did you hurt me? It will be because someone paid their butts back, more than likely, karma or the system. So rule number one, if you're dealing with a damn fool, just get away from them. Don't encourage them. Ignore them. People never mean to kill the people they kill, and those that do, You really need to run from someone like that. If someone is killing your well-being, meaning that they have gone in and screwed up your bank account and taken your money or caused you to lose your job or working on something like that, uh, and first let me underscore this one. If you lose your job because you did some illegal stuff, if you lose your job because you went and took it too far, Your ass needs to lose your job, but I'm talking about normal people where it's just a matter of they've hurt you, they left you, they broke up with you. Let it go, man. And if this person has uh, peed in your pool, so to speak, if they are staying on on the roof, tinkling over your head and laughing at you, saying how you like the fact that it's raining sunshine, um... Here's what you do with that. Do what's appropriate. If you know someone is threatening your well-being, threatening those whom you love, I will be the first to tell you to use the system and all of its devices because you should not allow anyone to torment, terrorize, nor manipulate diminish the quality of your life. You do not take crap from an abuser. When you do, you are sending them the message, it's okay to abuse me. Male or female, black, white, yellow, brown, whether your hair is as nappy as a box of BBs or as straight as the just the wind blowing in the abyss, You do not deserve to be mistreated. If someone is mistreating you, stand up for yourself. God allows karma and time to punish people. If 
in the event you do not have the resources to stand up for yourself. Here's a couple of things that you can do. Number one, distance yourself from the person or the situation. Number two, put your foot down. It's better to take a good ass whooping and let somebody know, if you want to fight, I am not going to run. I guarantee you, you may end up having to bite their ankle while they drag you around the room. They will not fight you again because no one likes pain, and bullies especially can't take what they dish out. So never retreat. When you are backed into a corner, come out swinging and make sure that you understand you got to bring some to get some. Am I advocating violence on my program? No, I am not. I am not telling you that it's okay, but I am telling you if next time he beats you up, go and get you a black skillet and knock the you-know-what out of that person. Okay, maybe you might not want to use a black skillet, but if you have a glass one, make sure the glass doesn't come back on you. Bottom line, don't let people abuse you because if you start that, they're going to keep it up. And that abuse could be verbal, it could be resources, it could be financial, it could be whatever. Don't let it happen. Here's number three. Let's say you have done all you can. You've tried to be nice. You've turned the other cheek to the point that you feel like a bobblehead doll and a, and a um, lowrider. There is nothing you can do to change other people. So what I'm about to tell you is really for you and not them. It is said that when you walk around harboring anger, when you walk around pissed off, when you feel that you have been slighted, pray for your enemies. You're going, Dr. D, really? I thought you were going to tell me something good. I am telling you something good. Forgive people. Pray for them. Ask God to let them see themselves as you see them. And not as you see them, but as God sees them. Be kind. Don't allow someone to rob you of whom you are and turn you into being who you used to be or who you have never been, all because they're they're stuck on stupid. You cannot jump high enough or bow down low enough to change anyone. However, what you can do is remove yourself from the wrath of God and karma because whatever people do to you, it's coming back to them. You do not have to do anything. You do not have to become the judge or the jury. You do not have to convict them. I'm going to tell you what I tell people that come to my office distraught and broken because they feel like, you know what, my wife cheated on me, my husband cheated on me, my sister slept with my husband, my brother slept with my wife. I mean, I have, you name it, I have heard it all. I'm here to tell you, the worst thing that you can do to someone is to forgive them and move on with your life. Nothing, nothing speaks louder than the voice of time. The voice of time cannot be silenced. It cannot be muted. It cannot be put on pause, nor can it be deferred. You will what you sow. Inasmuch, if someone has wronged you, you will reap back the compassion that you show them. If someone has attempted to character assassinate you and even take physical assets, go and shut your bank account down and, and do whatever, you know, just heinous stuff, get you fired, whatever they try to do, I assure you, when you remove yourself from the path of the karma that they have created, you will be able sooner than later. And I'm not saying you should sit back and have the tar and the feathers ready so you can tar and feather them when their chickens come home to roost because they will. Oh, yes, those chickens are coming home to roost. But that's not where we're going with this. What I'm saying to you 
is vengeance is really not yours. Let God be God. Be sure that when the tail of the tape is assessed, that you can look back and you won't be in the wake of destruction because pride always precedes a fall. So this prideful jerk, jerkette, that has gone out their way to make your life a living hell, what they did not realize is that what they have done to you is the equivalent of them drinking poison while expecting you to die. It is the equivalent of them digging a grave, not realizing that they're the ones closest to being able to remain in it or fall in it. Let folks do what they do while you keep moving forward. Anyone, absolutely anyone, and if this applies to you, yes, you, Mr. Big Stuff, you, Miss I Pay the Cost to Be the Boss, Whatever you're doing right now, at this very moment, God has already stopped you. If you are the victim, if you are the person that is being assailed and being taken for granted and being depreciated, you don't need to do anything. God has already put in motion your liberation. He's already set the captive free. There is beauty in your ashes, and that jerk and, and that woman or that whatever we want to call this other individual who is going out their way to make your life a mis- uh, living hell, you know, I'm going to say it in the most quaint of ways, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth does speak. So whatever they're spewing and all of their disdain, they're revealing how dark it is inside of them, not you. If their actions are beneath that which is honorable, they're demonstrating the essence of their character. That is on them. That is not on you. Rest assured, whatever God has blessed cannot be cursed. Rest assured, if God be for you, nothing can be against you. And rest assured, that it is said, whatever you have done to the least of these you have done unto me, you will sow and reap that which you have sown. So if you're sowing bad things, not only are you reaping bad things, you're sowing bad things into your own future. And if you're the victim of these activities, I'm going to tell you right now, don't look back at your enemy. Pray for them. Get the hell away from them. And if you have to go to war with them, let the system, let time, and let karma fight your battles. Now, not playing the role of preacher, but that damn sure will preach. With that said, this Sunday night, I want you to make sure that you do not miss this program. Um we're going to talk about how to spot dysfunction in a relationship. In other words, when to get the hell away from somebody before you get to get in too far and too deep. That is a program that we have been uh, that has been requested of uh, of me for quite some time by literally thousands of people. So I'm going to do that. The question is always asking, Doctor D, how can I spot something before it goes too far? Well, we're going to talk about that on Sunday. <laughs> now, here's a bit of housekeeping. What I want you to do today is make sure that you go to Facebook. If you haven't already done it, hit the like button on the Dr. D. Yvonne Young page. We, I, I had the pleasure of hanging out with Mark Gamble. Hey, Mark, uh, thanks for flying in. I hope you had a great flight back to San Francisco. Um, beautiful time with you, bro. We, um, I, we just bought and formed a relationship with Sumlin Broadcasting, so we're getting ready to do a lot of touring. I will be coming to markets near you. If you want to host a reception or some of those tour dates or you want to be part of uh, the Dr. D. Yvonne Young 2014-2015 tour, make sure 
that you hit us at info at drdvonyoung.com and let us know that you want to participate or send a message to me via Facebook. That way we can do the things that we, uh, that we can partnership and work with you. I definitely want this season to be one where we reach out and connect with those of you that have been so loyal and such good fans. I am so grateful to have you and to have the relationship that I do with each and every one of you. To my friends out in the Bahamas, I want to give you a shout-out. I'm getting all of your emails, and I'm getting some of that Bahamian love, so hello, hello, hello. Uh, the same thing to my friends in Trinidad. I'm getting your emails. Thank you for tuning in. And to, I got a letter from Kazakhstan, of all places, and uh, I am so – I thought we had a, a horrible winter. I was looking at you guys climbing over there, and all I can say is, hell no, I probably won't be seeing you, but I do love you. Thank you for tuning in, and as always to everyone here in America, you have made this program what it is. We're going out of our way in 2014 to give you the tools that you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. With that said, I love you so much. You have no clue. Tune in Sunday night at 7.30 to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. And when no one else can love you, who else can do that better than you? Love you. Talk to you soon. Have an awesome weekend. Bye now. <laughs>